The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. Certainly getting heavy. That's what we do. Heavy metal talk, news, discussion, and rumors. This is Metal Mayhem ROC, and we welcome you to another edition. It's Thursday night, it's 8 p.m., and it's time for the show. I'm the Vernomatic, along with my partner in metal crime, Metal Forever Mark. Mark, how are you? Hey, Vernomatic. Always good to keep it heavy with you on a Thursday night. So, uh, as always, fun to talk metal tonight's a good show we're uh, getting back to the roots where it's an information show it's a full bore streaming for vengeance presentation we're diving deep into some new music from classic bands some new music from new bands some video production that's out there and we're touching on a little literature streaming so that being said ACDC has a new album coming out. It's called Power Up. They dropped a new single last week, a song called Shot in the Dark. So we're going to take a listen to that. Mark, uh, what do you got going on? You got some, uh, you got some songs you want to expose? Well, first of all, I just want to take a little mini sidestep back because I was able to listen to that Metallica Kill 'Em All interview that you uh, conducted Um celebrating the uh, remembrance of Cliff Burton's passing. And I wanted to c- commend you and compliment you on a uh, awesome interview because I was, uh, to your point, in the recording studio doing some other stuff that night. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what's really awesome, I think, through the context of this show, and this ties into the subject we're going to talk about tonight, which is you know new music in 2020, new videos coming out, and new books that are being released, streaming for vengeance and reading for vengeance and watching for vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, you know, part of this show is we want to, you know, reflect back, look back in the day, take a walk through history, not only for heavy metal in general, but also the great city of Rochester that we represent. Um, and I just want to tell you that interview was, was awesome, man. I mean, just from a pure fan perspective, uh, being a Metallica head myself and hearing some, you know, honestly, that, you know, the one story, not the Cranker story, but the second one, the producer engineer you know, he never told that story before. Yeah, uh, Andrew. About when Metallica was back here in the day, right? Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, that going back in the vault and reflecting on those memories, like and hearing stories that have never been told, that was pretty freaking awesome. So just want to. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, um, you know, that's all we're trying to do. Just um, my angle of doing this whole show with you is to act like a fan. What would I like to hear? And that's why we're always encouraging 
the people that follow us, that listen, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, whatever social channel you follow us, that, you know, get in touch with us. And you'll, like the guy at the beginning of the show says, you know, follow us and you're part of the show. So, Mark, I appreciate that. It's um, something. Yeah. So, and that being. And, 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 yeah, like you said, you know, look, reflecting back, going back in the day, taking back to the heavy metal roots, um, you know, talking about the old school or the, you know, back in the day from the classic bands like Priest Maiden and like you just mentioned, ACDC. I mean, until we were just doing show prep and I guess I was sleeping at the switch and sadly ACDC is one of those bands I've never seen live yet. So they're on my bucket list still, but you know, I don't even know they were coming out with a new album. Um, I think I heard some rumblings and rumors, but, and I had no idea they dropped a new release. So I'm just as excited as hopefully some of the listeners will be to hear this little snippet you put together for the new ACDC song. And I know we've got a couple other ones lined up for tonight as well. So to bring it all the way back up to 2020 and what's new and relevant uh, present day, not only with you know, bands that we've been following, like an ACDC for what, almost 40 years now, um, but some new bands too, you know, that are out there. So uh, yeah, I think that's why this, that's what we're trying to accomplish, you know, old school, new school, and just keep talking about all the stuff that's happening present moment as well. That being said, um, part of the show tonight, we're gonna we we're gonna play an interview we did with Bob Nelbandian. Now, Bob's one of the executive producers of the Inside Metal series, and they have a new two part. It just dropped last week. A new parter, two parter called the Bay Area Godfathers. It's a wrap up on the San Francisco thrash scene back in the day, with bands like Testament, Metallica. Uh, Megadeth, Exodus, you know, all those bands from back then. But it's a really uh, insider look on that whole scene. So Bob, uh, Mark and I talked with Bob a couple weeks ago. We'll be playing that a little later. Mark's also uh, diving into some new Five Punch, five Finger Death Punch, some new Accept from the uh, new two-song release they have, and one of Mark's favorite bands that he's always hyping me to get into and I have been and I'm glad he brought it out Hammerfall we have a live track so that being said ACDC they have a new album coming out like we mentioned it's called uh, Power Up it's coming out on November 13th and the the kicker with this band it's the first uh, album after the death of Malcolm Young and there was always rumors about did you know, Malcolm Young play on this album was, you know, was the old tapes. And uh, this is this is Cliff Williams, little uh, Cliff Williams, the bass player, him talking about Malcolm Young's involvement in the new album. Malcolm was uh, his contribution was really in the writing side with Angus. Angus and Mal have got just a ton of stuff that they've put together over the years. And, and uh, Angus went through it and brought a bunch of great stuff to the studio. Stevie played the parts. It's not Malcolm playing on the record. So now that Stevie's he's talking about is Malcolm and Angus's nephew, Steve Young. Are you, are you up to speed on the current lineup of ACDC, Mark? You know, uh, I'm not, actually. So I lost a little bit of track of um, who's in the band and who replaced um, Malcolm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so no, that's that's interesting news for sure well the the cool thing here is um it's uh brian johnson's back on vocals angus young cliff williams the original bass player 
the original drummer, well, the from the back in the heyday, Phil Rudd, the the drummer up until you know for those about to rock and who made who, and Stevie Young, which is again Angus and Malcolm's nephew, taking the spot of Malcolm Young. So it's that's cool. Yeah, it is. Really cool. And um, before we get to the song, here's just another clip of uh, Brian Johnson talking about when the band got back together in Vancouver to do this album, what the vibe was. Yeah, it was instantly Ooh. good. Instantly good. Yeah. Was, uh, getting, with, uh, getting with Brendan O'Brien, the producer who's worked with us before, it was just a very positive, exciting time in the studio there. You know, we kind of pretty much, we'd not played for a while together, pretty much uh, fired up right away, you know, and, and they got into it. So it was, it was a great, great feeling. It was- so the band got back together. They did some uh, sessions. And again, the name of the album's Power Up. So I think it's great. The fact that we always talk about who's the next group coming up, especially with the passing of Eddie Van Halen recently, you start really appreciating, you know, our bands if they're still around. So let's take a listen. This is the new ACDC. Pretty much exactly what you think uh, ACDC in 2020 <laughs> sounds like, huh? What do you think, Mark? Yeah, exactly. It's just, to your point, classic ACDC. When I first started hearing some of the riffs, I mean, obviously, you know it's ACDC because of their classic sound. In some ways, you could rewind maybe back to the 80s, and uh, that song could probably slip right in there, <laughs> potentially. ACDC, yeah. Power Up, coming out November 13th. So what do you got? You got some uh, you got some music. What are we listening to? Yeah, so I mean, uh, we're talking music in 2020 here. Heavy metal music in 2020. So what do we got first? Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah, I uh, got the Five five Finger Death Punch, uh, Broken World. And what, what do you know about this song and what's going on with the band? Yeah, so I mean, so first thing I would say is uh, they did release um, Five Finger Death Punch F8 which is not what this track's from, but it, it is their new 2020 release, which is, of course, their eighth studio album. Uh, just mini commentary on that album. And I, I don't like to talk negative of bands that I actually really like. And um, actually, John, I think I told you once before, Vernomatic, that I got into the Five Finger Death Punch because I saw Rob Halford perform one of their songs, which Rob actually also sang on one of their songs um, on one of their studio albums. And that was the first time I even like saw who this band was because I think it was like one of those... Um, 
rock metal like award shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the reason I'm mentioning that is because I feel like as they progressed through time, they used to be really, really heavy, very almost traditional classic metal, a lot of you know melodies in their songs. Of course, you got some of the scrawling, growling death vocals in parts, not all of it. But I think as they, they've gotten like overly produced and more commercial, if that's possible for a metal band as they've progressed. And then almost like this five finger death punch eight is more of like, just kind of just like riffs. And then they just sing like melodies over these, like just weird riffs. Um, so anyway, I'm not, I'm not always happy with the kind of current direction that they're heading in, but this, the track that we're going to preview this evening is from their second, I guess, kind of greatest hits uh, album, if, for lack of a better term, kind of the second release. And this is a new track that um, hadn't been released previously. I think there's a couple of songs that uh, had, had not been previously released. And this one, had more of that traditional metal vibe, uh, you know, earlier Five Finger Death Punch album. So, yeah, anyway, um, Mac, I don't know. Have you ever really gone deep into their catalog? A little bit. You know, um, I don't have anything against. I can't say I'm totally into the band or anything against them. I think I would have to chalk it up as a little underexposed. So if, they, if that's a fair, fair answer. And so if I were to just give you some advice on this, just brief advice, I would start with American Capitalists um as the first one to say hey you really want to get a vibe for what this band's all about because mm-hmm. the first two are you know a li- little heavier um, in particular the first one and then i don't know if you know this or not but they had they had a double album release uh it was um wrong side of heaven and the righteous side of hell volume one and the wrong side of heaven righteous side of hell volume two and i personally think those two together are fantastic just excellent so um, it, I would start with those three. Then, then they morph into, by the time they get to this Got Your Six, that's when they start getting a little more commercialized, in my opinion. Uh, it's, again, just, I don't know, it's going in a little different direction than I'm, like, totally into. But Well, here, uh, Mark's giving me heavy metal homework, so I'll do t- my task. That's right, man. Uh, we always have heavy metal homework with this a show. A quick, <laughs> quick little side note on this. Um, it was just released yesterday that uh, guitarist Jason Hook has left the band. He got hurt. Uh, had a gallbladder surgery at the end of last year, had a bow out of the uh, European tour. So actually the replacement guitarist is an English guy named Andy James, and he's playing guitar on this track, Broken World. So uh, let's take a listen to it. Five Finger Death Punch. Is it liberty or anarchy that brought us here to this? Broken world. 
Well, it looks like that song has a little bit of everything. Uh, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Vertimac, that's so Jason Hook leaving this band is really interesting because Jason Hook is pretty much the co-songwriter for most of the songs. I could be I could be a little bit off on this, but I I think it's I think he's one of the co-songwriters for sure. And actually, one of the albums. This is interesting, and I I'm not exactly sure which one. I think it was Get, Got Your Six. It's really weird. And the only reason I found this out was like totally by accident, but it was actually kind of cool. Uh, the CD ends and it was like the track didn't go to zero and it just kept rolling. It was like just dead air, dead air. And then it gets like seven minutes of dead air. And then all of a sudden uh, you hear a phone call go off like an answering machine. Yeah. And it's um, it's uh, the, uh, the lead singer um, calling Jason Hook. Uh, Ivan Moody, the singer, and, and, and he's leaving a voicemail. He's like, hey, man, I'm out here for a stroll. He's like, uh, I'm drinking some wine. I'm looking at the you know beautiful stars and the moon. And I got this this lyric in my mind. And he starts dropping the lyric. I think it's for the title track for Got Your Six. And he's like, hey, man, I just wanted to, I had to get it off my mind and leave it to you. He goes, come up with some riffs and let's touch base tomorrow. And, and then it beeps. You know, I was like, it was kind of cool because it was like, you know, getting inside the, the mind of the singer, you know, walking out in the middle of this, like two in the morning, you know, drinking wine. And he gets a riff in his mind. He wants to get it to his guitar player, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, so that's going to be interesting development for this band. I guess, directionally speaking, we'll see where it goes. But, um, hey, that song had it all, right? Melody, yeah. growling death metal, and just some serious, crazy, crushing riffs and everything else. So, I don't know. I like them. They're, 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 they're of the newer bands that are around, or I guess newer, like, I guess they've been around 10, 10 12 years now, but yeah. uh, not 40 years old. Um, I like them. What's the next track you got? A uh, little accept. What do you know about yeah, this one? Yeah, so hey, you know, I mean, our boys from Accept, man, they're uh, coming out with a new album. I mean, you know, Wolf Hoffman is the original guitarist from old school original Accept, and then Udo went off and has since done his thing. They brought in Mark Tornillo. I'm not even sure how many years back now, and I'm not sure what album this is with Mark, but um, I think a lot of Accept fans have felt like he's really brought a new energy and life to the band in general. Uh, I have not seen them yet with Mark Tornillo singing. However, I have seen Udo solo. Um, and I know you're, and it's hard again. I, you know, I don't like to, you want to be honest about how you feel about songs. <laughs> um, but, you know, this one, I actually kind of like it. It's got, you know, a little hokey um, chorus line with The Undertaker, I suppose. But um, <laughs> I like it, though. I think I listened to it three times now. And I think the third time I liked it better than the first two. But what was your first impression? And my first impression was um, I thought the opening was a little long, but after um, <laughs> you know, I edited this down, I listened to it like three or four times. And to tell you the truth, it has a lot of those classic accept elements that that chanty kind of, you know, medieval, oy, 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 that kind of, you know, how accept gets yeah. into that ethnic kind of uh, sound that they have. So, Hey, uh, want to give it a shot? Want to give it a listen? Yeah, but also wanna, before we play it real quick, there is a second single that they released uh, from this album that, again, the whole album hasn't come out yet, but that second one's a live recording somewhere, so they must have previewed a you know, song from this new album. That one has a lot of ACDC feel, speaking of ACDC. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, we, we chose this one because it's more metal. I'm a huge Wolf Hoffman fan, by the way. I just think a lot of his riffs are just on in and of themselves or kick ass like just straight up metal so yeah let's give it a go okay except undertaker the undertaker is a busy 
see that a song like that and that chant that, you know that could fit right in with some of the older except um i like it oh yeah i like that's it classic that's classic except 100 percent, right yeah. um by the way I'm, I'm trying to do some fact checking while i was listening to that real quick i think this is the one two this is the fourth studio album with mark tornillo i'm pretty sure blind rage i believe was the first album with him i think the stalingrad release which was before that um and then two back with uh, all the way back to like predator and death row i think i think that's menudo was still in the band so maybe we'll double fact check that but it, i think this is probably the fourth release if, if i believe correctly but yeah mark, I like it, man. yeah mark Good. came into the yeah mark came in the band uh like within the last 10 years and you know uh it, it, like just like everything else he uh added he he came in um added some fresh blood and you know a, a powerful uh Mark has a history, TT uh, Quick. You know, it's not like some guy off the street. So, uh, now the next next track we have, uh, tell us a little about it. What do you got? So we are uh, again 2020 release. So that's always a good thing um, because we haven't had as much new music out there. So this one is by Hammerfall. I guess they recorded a live show, probably the last time they were able to tour. It's coming out on October the 23rd, so they just dropped this um, this track from it. It's the album's called Live Against the World. And by the way, speaking of streaming stuff and book releases and everything else, Hammerfall recently launched what's called Hammerfall TV, where they have it on a YouTube channel. They stream live every Friday, and they go through uh, different albums. They play different riffs with their guitar player. They talk about the songwriting, answer questions about recording. So uh, another heavy metal homework uh, for our, 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 our week here. We got to check out Hammerfall TV. So anyway, that's, you know, it's going to be a live song. So it's, it's, that's what it is, a live album coming out. But uh, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this band, classic traditional heavy metal from Europe. And um, you want to give it a listen? Yeah, here we go. Uh, Let's do it. Keep the flame Onward. burning. <laughs> Hammerfall. It's metal. Your take on that, Mark? Yeah, so Vernamac, that song is actually from the 2000 release, Renegade. So that track's 10 years old now from um, one of their older albums. 
But it's coming. Uh, but it's coming from a live album that they have coming out, or what is this? That from? is correct. Yeah, this this new album is this new album coming out is a live album. Correct. So it's uh it's just it's just a live album from it's called Live Against the World, and it's uh just I'm not exactly sure what show they recorded or shows, but it's probably 2019 when you know last time they were actually to play in front of live audiences. Yeah. No. So, uh, I like yeah, that. that. I like that. Yeah, that that particular track's from the about, uh, album called Renegade. By the way, just some more. Um, actually, I'm looking at the track listing right now. Looks like they've got 20 songs total, and it's just a good old run through their catalog. Just looking at the track list. Um, but back to Hammerfall. Just again, if you want to do some other heavy heavy metal homework, their very first album, Glory to the Brave, just straight up kick ass classic heavy metal. I think you'd really like it. And then Legacy of Kings, which was their second album follow-up, equally as good. There's definitely some progression there in their songwriting. And then from there, look, they're all strong. They, you know, in each of their own right. I think some of them are a little bit cookie cutter in the way they just kind of do their thing. But they had another random one in there called Infected, which was in 2011. It had a little bit of like Walking Dead-like vibe to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like zombies and all that. But that one was a little different for them, maybe a little darker, a little heavier. So of all the ones, if you want to check the first two out and then slip over to Infected, that would give you a really good dose of kind of what Hammerfall is all about. But um, look, consistent, man. You know, every year or two, new album, tour. They don't come to America that much, but they have been here a few times. They're huge in Europe, you know, play those festivals. And yeah, yeah. so uh, I think you I think you got to give them give them a chance. And I think you might you might dig it. All right. I will. Um, all right. At this point, we're going to launch into the the interview with. Bob from the Bay Area Godfathers documentary. And after that, we're going to end with one more streaming for vengeance. I just wanted to make note of it. It's from the uh, new super group called BPMD. It's Bobby Blitz, Ellsworth from Overkill, Mike Portnoy from the Winery Dog, Sons of Apollo, Dream Theater, bassist uh, Mark Mengi from the Metal Allegiance, and guitarist Phil uh, Demel from Violence, X Machine Head. Well, these guys got back together, or got, got together, and they released a song, a cover of the Van Halen DOA, and it's pretty kick-ass. And before awesome. we, before we uh, you know, bring this show in for a wrap, I just ha- I wanted to say that, um, you know, last week was really tough with the passing of Eddie Van Halen, and one thing, and it even continued the other night with the networks breaking from sporting events playing the Van Halen music. It's um, I thought it was bad last Tuesday when, you know, it happened and we we're all emotional, but I just have to say, I don't think I've ever seen anything with the outpour for a modern rock star that passed, like what's been going on with the observance with uh, the Eddie Van Halen passing. And um, it, it's tough. It's really tough, but I just, uh, Mark, your thoughts? Uh, I don't know if you're. Yeah, in- no. To your point, I mean, it just shows what it can. And we talked about this, unfortunately, the night that he passed. That this, you know, Eddie Van Halen transcended everything. Like, yeah. just it didn't matter if you're a rock fan or a metal fan or whatever. It just transcended the whole thing. Everybody, you know, so many people talking about those albums back in the '80s and what that meant to them and how it said it changed their lives or impacted their lives or they're excited that it was part of their lives. And, um, <laughs> you know, whenever uh, an artist passes, there's always a hit on the streaming service and whatnot. The Van Halen music was increased by 6,000%. And actually tell you the truth, uh, five of the songs are in the top 100 
and they're threatening to take that uh, Cardi B song off the top of the charts. So thank God they should. Yeah, they should. But, but but I'm guilty of that, by the way, because uh, I'm uh, I think it was last Friday or Saturday. I was just in the kitchen whipping up something to eat, and uh, I just threw on Van Halen, man. I just yeah. started. I went in a hole. I just kept listening. I was like, some stuff I hadn't listened to in a while. Like I'm a big. I like the Van Hager era, but then again, you know, I flip flop back and forth because. Yeah. Like you always say, almost two different bands, although Eddie's right in the middle with Alex. Ed's, but, Ed's the constant, Ed yeah, and Al. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, Michael Anthony too, right, with their harmon- they, their harmonies and everything. But anyway, just like, man, I just remember how much. And, you, you know, every time you listen to that stuff, right, it just brings you back in your mind. Like yeah. you're plunked back in time to when you first heard those songs or what you were doing and driving around our cars and just doing stupid shit in high school. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Oh um, uh, man. Yeah. And I think, look, that Eddie Van Halen stuff's going to keep going. Like it's, I don't know. It's just going to keep going. It's, it's too bad that a guy has to pass like that for the, all these tributes to come out. But I think it's then you, you realize, you, you know, you appreciate it even more. Yeah. And it's, and it's exam, it leads to an example for all of us to don't want to sound cliche, but especially 2020 has been terrible in the way it was going on, you know, hug your yeah. loved ones, spend time, especially this holiday season with the people you love, because you just don't know. So that's true. That that's being true. said, let's uh, keep it heavy. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. So next Thursday and uh, this interview is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So again, going back to the roots of heavy metal. So. All right, Mark. Everybody um, enjoys it. Thank, thanks for Matic, and um, great interview upcoming. Here we go. All right. Talk to you. All right. The uh, Bay area Godfathers, the riveting story of the Bay area metal scene. This is the Vernomatic with metal forever. Mark metal mayhem. ROC. We have on the line Bob Nailbandian from the Metal Rocks Film guys out in California. Bob, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be on, and I appreciate you guys, uh, uh, your interest in the movie. Of course, of course. We discovered, you know, in this streaming age that everything's at the tip of your finger, the Inside Metal program or series that you guys have been doing the last seven or eight years. And you have a new one coming out from Metal Rock Films called The Bay Area Godfathers. Give us a little. Yes. Yeah, sounds exciting. Um, Give us a little background, what it's all about. Well, this is the fourth title of the Inside Metal series. Uh, each of the titles are two volumes, a part one and part two. We got part one coming out uh, this week, uh, October 6th, as uh, the official release date. It'll be out on DVD and streaming. And Yes, the uh, previous three titles, uh, uh, Inside Metal titles, Pioneers of L.A. Hard Rock and Metal, L.A. Metal Scene Explodes, and Rise of L.A. Thrash Metal. Uh, as you can tell, we're all on the L.A. metal scene, and those are all uh, available for streaming uh, on, on several different platforms and available uh, uh, on DVD as well for all you old school guys. And uh, uh, this, this uh, uh, Bay Area Godfathers will uh, be available the same way dvd and streaming so yeah yeah we're excited this really kind of carries on where the la metal uh titles left off and it was kind of the obvious thing because you know when we were especially on the last uh movie we did uh the rise of la thrash metal we were interviewing a lot of these la thrash bands and they were talking about you know uh how they were coming up to uh, san francisco you know lars and and uh, david ellison from megadeth and uh you know rocky from suicidal and gene hoagland and Eric Meyer from Dark Angel and, uh, you know, Caton from Hybrax. And, you know, so we already got a lot of quotes from people about the uh, L.A. Uh, or about the uh, Bay Area metal scene. So we're like, man, this uh, uh, this is our obvious next title. So, uh, yeah, it worked out really well. 
So, Bob, uh, Metal Forever Mark here. Thanks again for checking in with us tonight. Uh, we're really excited uh, you know, to see, see this new film that you have. But my question for you is, were you guys just kind of filmmakers and then decided, because I guess you're connected to L.A., to kind of feature the metal genre? Or are you just a whole bunch of old-school metalheads that decide to make movies about the, about the genre <laughs> that you love? Which one? What, I guess is it the chicken or the egg? Which one came first? Uh, I guess the... Uh... Uh, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg, but it's the second one you said. <laughs> We're just old school metal guys. I was uh, doing a metal podcast and I did like a video cast, uh, which got the attention of uh, uh, Joe Floyd, a good friend of mine. And he had been working with uh, Warren Croyle, who is the executive producer of the uh, Metal Rock film. Uh, and Metal Rock films pretty much formed with the Inside Metal titles. He had been doing uh, movies, independent movies, a lot of uh, uh, sci-fi and conspiracy movies. Uh, and that kind of stuff. He just put out a great movie on Robbie Knievel. Uh, yeah, you know, Evil Knievel's son, a documentary on that. And uh, uh, did another one. We, uh, I was uh, got kind of involved with uh, getting uh, uh, hooked up was uh, the Flying V documentary. So he's got quite a few uh, uh, movies under his belt. But at the time, I was just a metal guy. You know, I did uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, fanzine writing in the earlier days. I did, did some management, worked out a few labels. Did some writing for a, a few major magazines, and uh, it just got into you know when when Joe uh, called me up and said he and uh, Warren were talking about doing a documentary on the L.A. metal scene. That's kind of where everything spawned, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we you know we we need you as our director. We'd love to get you as the director." So I got involved, and it turned into a series. So uh, that's kind of how all that formed around 2012, I believe. Well, Bob, we're up here in Rochester, New York, and we have a rich history of being a, a on the east coast a vital player in the metal scene and part of what we've been doing here at metal mayhem roc this summer and fall has been we've been celebrating the history of rochester metal and part of that is sort of ties into what you're doing because we did a story on a local record shop called the lakeshore record exchange and, uh, of course, I remember that. They used to sell my old fanzine, The Headbangers, yeah, Ron, back in the early 80s. Yeah, Ron and Jackie Stein. And he kept talking about these fanzines and these tape trading and that whole movement. And then when I was doing show research for tonight and just saw a couple of interviews with you and you, you and John and talking about that whole, the whole way that happens, um, the question here is when, what is this Godfather of Godfather, the Bay Area Godfathers, what exactly are you covering the, the eighties thrash you're doing? Are you touching on any of the seventies with the Y and T and the day on the green stuff? Or is the answer? Yes. You cover it all. Yes, we cover it all. We start from the seventies. Uh, you know, we cover the whole scene. It's basically the early scene. So it goes through. Uh, the, the, I mean, we don't cover, um, uh, you know, we, we definitely get into a Y&T and we have Mike Varney in it who talks about, uh, I, I, apparently, I, I guess you didn't get a link from a chipster uh, of the movie, but uh, uh, it covers, uh, you know, the, some of the day on the greens and, and mostly the hard rock and metal. We don't really get into like, you know, the journeys and the Santanas and all the, the more classic rock stuff, but yeah. uh, pretty much starts with Y&T and goes on through. Uh, the mid to late 80s. So uh, when the scene was thriving, pretty much. And we do all, all genres of metal, not just thrash. You know, there's some glam uh, covered. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Davey Vane from Vane, uh, uh, Billy Rowe from Jet Boy, uh, Howard Tiemann from uh, Head On, 
Mm-hmm. And Al team and from the Roadrunner, uh, you know, Peter Marino from Le Mans. So a lot of uh, different stuff and a lot of the traditional metal. We got Laws Rocket. We got uh, Heathen. We got, uh, uh, you know, uh, Vicious Rumors. Uh, so it's not all uh, necessarily thrash. You know, we, we try to, uh, uh, you know, really get all the spectrums of the hard rock metal scene from, uh, from that era. Do you cut uh, touch base on any of the like the old Ward off or the Metal Mondays or the Cow Pale? Oh yeah, a lot of there's a whole chapter on on the clubs That's... and uh, the uh, old Waldorf and uh, uh, you know Ruthie's in uh, the Stone. They're all talked about uh, uh, pretty heavily in in uh, uh, both part one and part two. Hey Bob, when you were putting these together, um, what kind of access did you get to the? the musicians and the bands, did you get a lot of cooperation or are there still some artists and bands you'd like to track down in the wake of all this, uh, whether you do it on social media or maybe use it for future you know, projects? Can you describe how that was for you? Yeah, fortunately I, I brought in, you know, we, we brought in, I, I'm, I'm from LA originally. I'm actually uh, uh, coincidentally living in the Bay area now in, in uh, San Jose. Uh, when I was putting this together, I, I had a team up here of, of people, my, uh, uh, camera guy Alex Gray, and I also had uh, John Stranansky as a uh, producer, and I had known John since the early '80s. He started a fanzine uh, right around the same time I started my fanzine. Uh, he had Metal Rendezvous, uh, which turned into a legit magazine, and I was doing the Headbanger. And uh, so we've known each other for you know n- nearly 40 years. And uh, so he was an obvious choice growing up in the Bay Area, seeing all those bands back in the day. I brought him in. And then the guy from Reality Check TV, I'd known Danny Shipman. He had worked on a couple of previous uh, uh, titles, uh, uh, movies that I had done. And uh, great guy and, uh, you know, total uh, hardcore avid metalhead. And uh, they had all this footage between him and Hugh from Reality Check TV. They had uh, all this great footage uh, that we were able to use uh, the, the video footage of, of, of the bands uh, back in the day. And uh, uh, Danny also hooked me up with a lot of uh, musicians, as did John. Uh, they had the contacts of, of many of the people. And uh, Danny did some of the interviews and John did some uh, interviews with me. So it was definitely a team effort on this. That's great. And, and by the way, we uh, recently had a chance to talk with Don Dawkin for about uh, almost a good hour, like a real deep dive into that whole L.A. strip scene. And this one's probably not yeah, related. Yeah, he could talk forever, Don. Yeah but, it's not, yeah, but it's not related to the Bay Area Godfathers one, but maybe the L.A. strip one. And he was basically saying that aside from Van Halen, that you know, initially, like in the late 70s and early 80s, a lot of the glam metal or hair metal, whatever you want to call them, really wasn't happening. So he said at one point he actually went over to Germany and started kind of getting into where Accept and Priest and Maiden and all those bands were. So just, again, talking about that recollection, what do you think about how that kind of transpired? I mean, you know, it took a little while for that metal to kind of catch root in the L.A. scene. Yeah, well, all the bands, uh, and yeah, Don, Don was actually featured in our uh, in L.A. titles, and he gets really into that uh, uh, scene talking about... Um, the early Van Halen era when he moved out to Germany and uh, Europe was thriving then. And a lot of the bands from LA and from San Francisco, particularly these Bay area bands, they were all influenced by the new wave of British heavy metal, as well as the European bands like Accept and Merciful Fate from Denmark. And, you know, all these bands that were coming uh, from overseas. Uh, so uh, that played a huge role in the thrash metal music and, and metal music in general, I think uh, on the LA scene. 
Uh, I think Def Leppard played a bigger role when it comes to the hair metal, uh, you know, as far as bands coming uh, over from England and Europe. But um, as far as the heavier bands, it definitely influenced the uh, San Francisco Bay Area scene for sure. We've been talking with uh, Bob Nailbandian from Metal Rock Films. The film is Bay Area Godfathers. Bob, where can people find the film? It's streaming on all the majors. And what's your social addresses? Yeah, they should be able to stream every, uh, uh, part one of the movie, at least, on October 6th. Uh, and then part two should be available uh, probably the beginning of the new year, because we don't want to uh, get it out in between the, the holiday season. So, uh, And we like to spread them apart so people know they're, they're two separate movies, both full-length movies. It'll be available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, you know, uh, uh, cable pay-per-view it should be on. And of course, it'll be on uh, available for on DVD for all you old school people out there that still like to collect DVDs. You could get it, order that online on Amazon and Walmart and bestbuy.com. So uh, it should be pretty readily available. And, uh, you know, uh, some of your local record stores might even carry it. Oh, the great, there. great, great House of Guitars. They'll have it. There you go. So, right. Bob, thanks you know, again. Guitar Center actually used to car- uh, carry some of our titles, believe it or not. The I Guitar was- Center did? Yeah, which is kind of cool. It is. Yeah, the Great House of Guitars here in Rochester, New York, they have a big carousel on the first floor where they have pretty much all DVD titles, books, heavy metal magazines. So it- I'm sure they'll carry it. And another place called Record Archive that is still here doing old school CDs and LPs. So it's pretty cool. So. But Great. Bob, yeah. So look, we love talking metal. That's why we do this. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time and we wish you all kinds of great success with uh, this new release and the new movie. And we're going to backtrack and go check out the older ones too. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Mark and John. And uh, uh, yeah, as far as my social media, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, Bob Nell Bandian, Los Angeles. That's probably the, the best way to get in touch with me. And uh, man, I appreciate all you guys' support and uh, uh, rock on. You got it, Bob. Keep it heavy. See you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. You've got it locked to Metal Mayhem ROC.
Metal for life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DV Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.